You are listening to Constructing Practice, a podcast from the Graduate School of Architecture, Planning and Preservation at Columbia University in New York City. I'm Dina Malandraus. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Constructing Practice podcast. I'm Juan Herreros, professor at Columbia GSAP and principal of Studio Herreros in Madrid. In recent years, we have witnessed a series of changes that redefine the traditional practice and lay the foundation of new types of architectural offices. I'm speaking about changes such as the emergence of a global consciousness, concerns about geopolitical uses and environmental sensitivity, the reclaim of a new materiality in response to a permanently evolving industry, and of course, the impact of new technologies. All of these changes are taking place within the framework of social factors, including greater diversity, exchange, and solidarity among people. On November 17, 2017, we hosted the symposium Constructing Practice at Columbia GSAP in New York City. The aim of the symposium was to open a conversation among young firms from around the globe, all established within the past 10 years. We asked them to tell their stories and explain the beginnings of their practices as an act of design in itself, to learn how they negotiate their respective contexts, visions, influences, and strategies. This podcast series includes the 15 films who participated in the symposium and expands the conversation to include many others to tell us how they do what they do. Today we hear from Ana Pujane and Guillermo López of Mayo in Barcelona, Spain. We are Mayo, an architectural firm based in Barcelona. We started around five years ago as an answer to the economical crisis that was really strong in Spain. And we had the feeling that uh, somehow the architectural production had to be redesigned or at least reconsidered. So with that goal in mind, we uh, group some friends and colleagues and took over an existing ground floor in Barcelona and uh, we kind of refurbished it uh, to establish a common space for architectural and design production. The space was designed in two parts. Uh, there's a front space that is open to the public where uh, events, pop-up galleries and similar things happen. And then there's a background part uh, that is defined by a long table of 12 meters and a half, where we all together gather and share our practices. So from the beginning for us, the format had a big impact. The table itself defined not only how we work at the end, but actually how we do understand architecture. So we are always interested on uh, the idea of formats, instructions of use, orders, we like to design those. Sometimes those formats and sections of use are materialized in a building and sometimes they're just a piece of paper. And regarding the references and, and uh, which are the context things that are important for us, we think that it's not always about big names, but we're really fascinated about the ordinary or ordinary architectures from which we can learn a lot of things. So many of our investigations deal with this kind of forgotten, not very known buildings or architectures that uh, nevertheless can give some lessons to the present. And, but of course, we are also really interested in the discipline itself, in the history of architecture. And uh, we're very fascinated in, with the 70s, mainly because there's probably kind of a connection with what's happening nowadays. And there was a big connection between theory and practice. And for instance, we're, we're thinking about uh, Superstudio or Artizum or other group of architects that were trying to bring architecture 
beyond the discipline itself. So talking about politics and talking about uh, things that are bigger than, than just uh, building understood as architecture. So that's for us very important, this not distinction between theory and, and practice. As I mentioned, we are interested in the idea of formats. And basically, because we, we are interested on designing things that allow things to happen. So it's not about what it is, actually, but about what it can be. And in this openness, like in this way of understanding architecture, it's really easy to open it to other disciplines. Actually, it's embedded to it. The fact that we share the table with other professionals, it allowed us to share projects from minute zero with other disciplines. So we design together all the time, not only because we share the space, but also because we share interests. So the interdisciplinarity is always embedded in our projects. Yeah, and of course, we, we have been in relationship with uh, the world of the art. We have made a lot of collaborations with artists, and that's been important for us in order to broaden maybe the language we use in architecture, because we think that sometimes architecture is very embedded in its own language and its own references, and it's really good to look around. And of course, we're also really interested in the publishing world, because we've been editors of the magazine called Quaderns here from Barcelona during five years. And... Uh, that was for us really important in order to understand how we're not moving anymore in a local world, but there are a lot of connections that it's worth working on. In the last years, we have been also interested in the research, um, in domestic research. For years, we have researched about the idea of uh, kitchenless living or kitchenless cities. And actually, we received a grant from um, the Harvard University, the Wilbright Prize, in order to research about that. So that has been on the table recently. And nowadays, we are kind of applying all this research into the practice, building housing projects that are taking into account the idea of a house that have uh, shared infrastructures and shared domesticities. We are actually interested in this idea of understanding the house as a system that, as we were mentioning before, as a format that can change through time, that can enlarge and decrease depending on the needs of their inhabitants. And we are applying this concept in a collective housing project that uh, it's going to be built in a few months, but also in private houses, so also in a, in a smaller scale houses. Following that, it's, as we said before, for us it's really important to keep this uh, theory and practice going on at the same time. There, we do not think that they are separate worlds, so we want to think of them like if they were, were a whole. And... Uh, since we've been really involved in the practice these days and we just finished a housing block and we, as Anna said, as Anna mentioned, we're working on new projects. We also wanted to, in fact, we're working on developing this theoretical side and we're starting to work on books, which are going to develop all these theories of the house as a system in order to balance a little bit this practice and theory within the studio. This podcast was produced by Columbia GSAP. You may also be interested in the GSAP Conversations podcast series available on iTunes. You can find more information about the school on our website at arc.columbia.edu.